What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Strange Road. I'm your host, Mikey, and as always, the bro host, Bub. Bub, how you doing? I'm great. You good? You ready for this good. one? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the weather sucks around here. But oh, my God, dude. Ohio, we'll take give me a break, bro. Jeez. Uh, you know, and hey, by, it's by good the way. day for a scary movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to go hey, that hey, route. Hey, and shoot a podcast. Yeah, a couple great day to do a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We got double, a double header. Double header today. Uh, and also, thank you so much, as always, behind the scenes, the wizard stoner and Sir Bro of Diz, Matt Dizbro, making everything sound and, and make look it smooth, awesome, like butter, and everything super smooth, helping yep. us out with our virtual guest that's coming in uh, to talk to us tonight. Yeah, um, and shout out to all the people that have been leaving us reviews on Apple and Spotify. Thank you guys so much. Some of the reviews on the next Strange Happenings, we'll read some of those off. I think that's going to be uh, pretty cool, but. Uh, we appreciate everybody, all the new subscribers and followers and people that are watching and listening. You guys are the best. Uh, I don't think we want to waste much more time. And really, we should just dive right in, right? We can. I just have one question. Yeah. <laughs> do you hear like a trailing I voice? Do. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. It sounds sure. like Charlie Brown's mom. I. There, it's gone. No, it won't be. It's gone now. Are you sure it's gone now? Yeah. Okay, I think it's gone now. <laughs> That was strange. It did it's sound Charlie like Charlie Brown's Brown. Teacher. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because there yeah. have been times I've pushed through that and come to find out later, maybe we should have stopped and addressed it so that our audio issue, because it uh, might sound fine to me. It's probably or, just in our headphones. You know, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we didn't have to do yeah. any post So editing. let me start so. from the top of that. There you go. And maybe we can just, luckily Slide we're right just recording it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't think we want to waste any more time, but no. I think we should jump right into no. it. No, post-haste. Yeah, I'm going to introduce our guest. Our guest tonight is Mike Cobb, and Mike has been helping people. First of all, he's the CEO and founder of ECI Development. Okay. And Mike has been helping uh, create expatri expatriation communities all in right. Central America for since the 90s. Nice. And so we're, we're going to have a pretty interesting conversation. We were chit-chatting with Mike a little bit before. Look the show to it. this is going to be awesome yeah without further ado mike how the heck are you thank you so much for coming on the show man absolutely oh hey guys i'm really happy to be here it's a lot of fun and you know kind of getting ready for the for the program right just kind of talking about how this becomes relevant to your listeners so i think this will be i think this really will be a lot of fun i'm, I'm excited absolutely yeah. man tell us a little bit about yourself how did you uh, what's your background how did you get involved with creating expat communities in central america and helping people attain residency you're helping people uh attain and purchase property and navigating invest. that pathway yeah because you got to think about it i mean if yeah. you want to just pick up and move to another country there's a lot of damn loopholes you probably got to go through just moving and, to another and that's state where mike and eci I absolutely think, come in to yeah. uh kind of help you navigate that process which yeah. i mean depending on the where this country is heading and where the world's <laughs> yeah. heading very relevant topic hey, right go disappear that's, into a tiny home community in in costa rica it's another reason this really Bro. fits into it with you know we cover a lot of strange happenings a lot of world events a AI, lot of just political social yeah, yeah. stuff Unrest. in that realm too and and, or at least I watch it enough. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with what you're saying there too. It's it's a much more relevant topic ever than before for our generation, I would say, right? Yeah. The, even the thought. Right. So how did you get yeah. in, involved in all this, Mike? 
Well, you guys are younger than I am. So, so, but it's relevant for my generation too, by the way. Um, Yeah. You know, how I got involved, I mean, it was just truly a a happenstance. I was, uh, I was in the computer business in the DC area, Northern Virginia for many years, about 13 years. But back in 1993, a buddy of mine that I'd gone to college with called me up one day. I'm sitting at my desk. It was a Tuesday. I still remember sitting at my desk in this computer company. He goes, Hey, Cobster, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, I don't know why. What's up? He says, I'm going to Belize. I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? Heck yes, you do. Absolutely. But now this is pre-Google. This is 93, right? Sure. And I'm sitting there kind of scratching my head. I'm going, Belize, Belize, Belize. Where's Belize? I have no (laughs) idea where Belize was. So finally I have to fess up. All right. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going again? Where is that? Okay. So anyway, so we went to Belize, had a great time. I said, man, next time you come back, dude, this is awesome. Just give me a little heads up. I'll come back with you again. And so whatever, a couple months later, he's going back down and and he's he's working. He's a lawyer and he's setting up asset protection trusts for physicians. That's who he, he did a lot of work for physicians. Anyway, gotcha. so we go back down there. We're looking at real estate. We buy a couple condos. And now I'm going down quite a bit. I'm going down, uh, I don't know, six, seven times that first year. And the developer who we bought from had a big problem. He didn't know he had a problem, like, like, like that slide right there. We don't know what he, we don't know. He yeah. did not know that there was no mortgage money. So when he went down there with a couple, three million bucks, he bought a piece of land, he built the first set of buildings, right? When somebody came along to buy one of his condos, they would go, well, I got, you know, let's say hundred, I think we bought ours for like 120,000, right? So, so we, you know, like somebody would say, well, I got 25,000 I can put down. I need to finance the rest. There was no money. No bank in the U.S. is going to loan you money right. on on a right. condo in Belize, right? And the banks in Belize wouldn't lend you know foreigners money, right. and so these developers were all stuck. So they had to they had to basically finance their sales to make them happen, right? Or 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 tell somebody who didn't have the money to hit the sand, and they would lose that sale. So uh, my very first business, which we started at the end of '93, early '94, was a mortgage company. Okay. So we started providing mortgages to North Americans who wanted to own property in Belize at the time. And we moved and we did some business in Roatan, Honduras. And so we were, you know, expanding throughout the region. But the thing that really caught my eye, because my my again, my business partner, he's a lawyer. He does the deal, the money, that's his side of things. I'm a boots on the ground kind of guy. And so as I was down there walking through these condos and homes and properties to do the inspection of the collateral, what I noticed was that if back then this is you know 94 95 at this point that that if if a property was selling for say 350 to 500 and above like it was a pretty good property like people were getting a nice product but if it was you know back then you could buy a you could buy a condo on the ocean in Belize for $75,000 right Dude. I mean, <laughs> don't you wish you would oh my god you know, right? wow. we missed the boat wow so so you know these <clears throat> these condos that were like between 75 and say 250 they were okay but they weren't quite right and right. i just by what by what i mean like you'd walk in and there'd be one outlet in the living room people would have two outlet strips with extension cords plugged into the outlet strips to get it's power dangerous. around the whole living room right yeah. door yeah. handles at the wrong height countertops too high lights in the bathroom behind and you know just on and on and on yeah and so you know joe and i looked at that and we just simply said you know what? Most of that stuff is free to fix, right? I mean, you know, a couple more outlets cost a little bit of money, but right. making the door handles the right height, you know, putting the mirrors and the, the lights in the bathroom, I mean, all that stuff, right? 
And so that's the genesis of our development company. And we just said, look, we can we can build a better product for North Americans. We can build a product that's that's acceptable and 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 familiar to a North American client for about the same money. And that's what we did in 1996. We officially and formally started a development company. In 98, I left the computer business and moved to Belize for six months and just on and on and on. So and and, and I ended up living in Nicaragua for 14 years. Uh, as an expat there, so what? Uh, been, been a great, it's been a great ride. It's it's truly been a great wow. ride. Wow, I would say you don't look like you're frowning a lot, Mike. <laughs> wow, <laughs> no? you got you got the perma spot. Well, you got you got the muscles for the smile, but that's good. That yeah. shows that you know you're not stressed out with what you're doing. I mean, you can see how excited you get and how how lit up you get just talking about the genesis of it all. And and again, yeah. we call it the strange road here for a reason. Your path to how you got here wasn't like you went to a course or a seminar and someone said, hey, you can do this. It's some guy you Saw knew that was traveling down there. And then, yeah, you had that vision. Saw a need and you filled the need. Yeah. You know, right. It's, uh, right. Put Saw yourself a need and filled it. A little bit yep. of luck and some drive. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can, uh, you got to work your ass off. But, you right, know, yep. sometimes you just got to be yep. in the right place at the right time. Kind of like we were with the streaming yeah. and some of the stuff during COVID that we kind of, you know, hit that groove and and jumped into that space as quickly, and you know you got to be able to shift gears. Yeah, and uh, you know right. it's a a really unique business uh, business model yeah. that you have going on. Yeah. Um, now, was that in Nicaragua? Nicaragua was that after the Civil War had kind of wrapped up and and things yeah. were a, a you know they had that in the eighties and early nineties there was a. Um, yep. quite a thing happening down there. So you were there probably 10 years after that was all wrapped up. Almost ex almost exactly 10 years. Yeah, yeah. We, we purchased our property in the year 2000 there, which was 10 years after. Uh, so from, from 79 to 89, it was really, you know, a, a hot civil war. At least the, from 79 to about 85, it was a pretty hot civil war. Right. From 85 to 90, it, it wasn't so hot, but but it was still very, you know, contentious, right? Mm -hmm. But in 1989, they had elections and uh, Ortega did some polling and, yep. and thought he would win and he didn't. Um, Mrs. Chamorro, Doña Violeta won. And then I, I would say that a real miracle happened. Like he actually handed over power to Doña Violeta in, in 1990. And so from 90 to 2000, the country was really recovering from, you know, a, a very difficult, you yeah. know, horrible civil war. Mm -hmm. And when we bought our property in, and we started looking in 98, but we purchased it in 2000, right? Yeah, the, the, the civil war had been over for 10 years, which I think in a lot of people's minds wasn't very long. Um but but you know it, it, it it's one of those situations where if you wait till things are perfect well yeah. they're never perfect well but if you wait too far out on the curve like you've missed the opportunity right and exactly. so we looked at that we you're said look Nick buying the dip gonna... you're buying the dip absolutely you know? <laughs> sure sure <laughs> absolutely sure and 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 you know in Nicaragua you know ha had a very bright future I I still believe it has a tremendously bright future lots and, of natural resources and so uh, you know we, we were just able to get in there early. And, yeah. and really begin to develop the kind of products that North Americans wanted to have at, at price points that were just insanely inexpensive. Right? Yeah, insanely that's amazing. Now, that Nicaraguan Civil War, that was the communist Sandinistas versus basically what was then the government that was uh, currently being backed by the U.S. 
And yep. so you had Contras. this. Yes. Yep. And that's where the, you know, the Iran Contra scandal and, yep. uh, you know, us trading guns for cocaine and, and, and the giant <laughs> Did thing that, really that, happen? that exploded. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that like Lots of wild so much of that is just now starting to come out. Like, yeah. you know, they had all the congressional hearings well, with Ollie give North, it 50 years. but nobody ever went to jail. Nothing happened out of it. Reagan was onslaughted by the media for a good year, and it kind of ruined the towards the end of his presidency. You know um, what that just made me think of? You know how we always say, I'm glad I didn't have a smartphone when I was in high school or like a video phone. Yeah. Think of all the politicians that are like, my God, Ooh. if I would have been around right. with this media 24-7 and I had water, uh, uh, yep. Watergate happen, you know, yeah, or whatever right? scandal, right? Because yeah. that, that was really hard to get news at a moment's notice. Now you can just go on Twitter and somebody's going to be talking about it. Right. Yeah. That's but so but I'm going to get cynical on you. Yeah. Do you think it makes any difference to politicians? No. <laughs> no. You know, I think though that no, they're. I mean, they're backing to, their guy. The yeah. Contras is who we were yeah. supplying money to. Yeah. So the yep. Congress essentially shut shut down all the funding. So they had to go and get their money elsewhere and keep continuing to run these operations and 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 prop up these right. the Sandinistas with the weapons right. and so forth. And we're just kind of like yep. fighting a little proxy war down there in fueled Nicaragua. By, yeah, by drug nothing money. to see here. Fueled by drugs. <laughs> Meanwhile, and nothing to see here. Barry, right? uh, what's his name? Is crashing plane loads of cocaine. Oh, you know, in Mena, Arkansas. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah. It's it's a wild story, and it's it's it really is still you're still finding out stuff about well, and, you know and the statement that truth is stranger than fiction, right? Yeah. Oh my God, always. Right. Always. Yeah. It's I, a wild yeah. story, always. and so, so back then it was kind of the wild wild west in in that part of in Central yeah. America. So you guys were really hit at the the right spot. Now we had talked a little bit before the show about our interest in uh Bub's been to Costa Rica. We have a friend Belize, Amel Panama. Michael uh Lovia who has been on our show. Bahamas. She's been working down in the uh um in uh, at an ayahuasca retreat center in Costa Rica. Um and then you mentioned that you had recently talked to someone uh, that's developing uh you know potentially looking into a property for a similar thing. And what is it yep. about Costa Rica that is so it seems to be pulling a lot of interest. Like I hear people yeah. all the time, oh, I'm looking at Costa Rica, I'm moving there, I'm going to visit there. It's been it's, popping up a lot lately. It's great. That's all I'm going to say. It's fantastic. It people are great. It is. Food's great. Yeah. Scenery's amazing. Right. Co Costa Rica is an incredibly diverse country in such a tiny little space. Yeah. You know? Uh, Justin, you were talking before we were talking before the show. And you talked about driving the whole way around it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you can actually do that very yeah. easily. Cool. Very and, easy, and you will cross so many different climate types, right? Yeah. You've got you've got the you know the, the I would call it the, the 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 Key West kind of climate on the on the Caribbean side. You've got the mm -hmm. Southern California on the on the Northern Pacific side. You've yep. got jungle jungle rainforest yes. that comes mm. all the way down to the ocean, starting yeah, in Manuel Hotel and Antonio. Yeah, right. And then yeah. you've got these hot springs and Lake Aranal up 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 high, and then you've even got some really high areas where the temperature gets into the you know high 30s and low 40s at night. Yeah. So you almost get some seasonality. So, and this is all in this tiny little country, yeah. right? You can literally be in in you know in the mountains in a hot spring when it's you know 55 degrees in your head and your body's sitting in you know 105 degree water, right? And and in an hour and a half, 
you can be swimming in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, it's, it's that's incredible. That's crazy part, too. So wild. I didn't realize it until I think it was maybe the last day we stayed there. We stayed at a um, an eco-lodge. I'll call it an eco-lodge, but it was teepees in the jungle called um, TP Jungla near, uh, okay. near Man- Manuel Antonio. And so I, yeah. when we travel, my wife loves to plan because I, I, I don't love to plan. And you don't do here's, anything. To here's why I don't. Here's why I don't like the plan. If you planning. tell me to plan it and I plan it, and then you go, well, we should do this. I'll go. Well, if you care more than I care, then plan it. I'll go along <laughs> willingly. But if you have other, so the, anywho. But this story happens. That was our. We're driving tra- along. This is our. This is like one of our last stops on this trip, right? I think it's our second last stop, and we've stayed at like two or three places. Ready? We've you know already gone uh, north to east to south, and now we're going west and heading back north. And we're driving down the road and she just goes, okay, you have to turn off the road right here. And I'm like, there's no road right there. She's like, this is the road you have to turn. I'm like, where the hell are we staying? And thank God we had four wheel drive. We wouldn't have made it up it. I mean, we start climbing up and climbing up and climbing mm-hmm. up and we end up way back in the jungle. And then we still have to walk another I don't know, quarter mile through the canopy, through the cover. I mean, it just turns into this tunnel over you and you're watching out as fire ants are crossing the path. And my yeah. God, don't make those angry or don't, you know, leave food in your bag, <laughs> which... My wife did. Um, and we end up, and then there's like four or five platforms that have teepees, and then there's a main lodge um, that is this eco lodge, right? But from that main, um, like, teepee area or like uh, palm tree cover, you can actually see the Pacific from up there. You're at this nice yeah. vantage point that you can look down. Right. The last day we were there, we were leaving after we had breakfast, and we started hearing these noises coming off from like the. Um, I'll say the left side, if you're looking at the ocean facing out, so you're facing west, down to this valley, two giant red macaws came in, and this guy was just flipping out. He was like, you don't see that very often anymore. You know, parrots got uh, so um, poached and trafficked Mm. as exotic animals. Like, when people started owning parrots, like, it really hit their uh, wildlife hard. So he was, like, really excited. And to put it in perspective, we're far off. Like, we're at least a half mile off. And I can clearly yeah. see these birds coming in. That's how big they are. They're massive. So that was that was one of my it's favorite special. parts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Sounds incredible. You know, it, I don't want to own that. Those... I want to see it no. where it lives. I don't want to own yep. that. No, in a exactly. little cage in what, your living room? Sad, we man. talked about that yeah. earlier, you know, experiences versus right. possessions. And again, we, we parsed out, yes, you do need certain things. I need shoes on my feet, my, my, my pants that I'm wearing, et cetera. But, you know, where, where, where does it stop to where you go? There, there's more to life than things. And that's one of those things that like that's burnt so indelibly in my mind. I will never forget that image and that day. And just, yeah, it, it's wild, you know. Now, Mike, I saw the couple of the properties that you had were like these tiny homes above the yep. water on these platforms. I mean, yeah. I know you guys rent, you you sell these properties. Now you're you're helping kind of develop and 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 moving people down to and having properties uh essentially uh ready to go for people. And so you guys are basically purchasing property, building these and then helping people fill those and get them uh well, I guess can you explain yeah. expatriation a little bit? Because that's sure, what I, it, I don't think we really talked too much we about haven't, that. We haven't dug into that yet. Yeah, we, we've let's, talked more about the development yeah. of the places yeah. and kind of layouts. But, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to go down that because I have questions, too, of, like, is there just expatriation? Is there partial expatriation where yeah. I know you can live abroad and you're still paying taxes to the U.S. while you might be paying taxes to whatever other country you're living in at a time as well? So, yeah, maybe some of the varieties of that that, you know, 
do people dip their toes in or, you know, nope, screw it. I'm just going to renounce everything. And yeah, I would, I would, I would love to see those numbers. By the way, it's all of the above, right? That it's, it's a spectrum. It's a continuum. Some people are at one end, some people are at the other. And most people are somewhere, you know, kind of in the middle, right? It, It definitely bell curves a little bit, right? Yeah. The, but, but the segue there was good because, you know, we do build beautiful homes and, and condominiums and tiny homes over the water. That one happens to be in Belize, the Belize, tiny homes right. over the water. Okay. And, right. And, and, and you know what? Some people want to live in it and expatriate, right? Or, or, or an expat because, and let me come back to that in a second. Some people want a vacation in it and, and, you know, rent it out when they're not there. And, and, and actually a lot of people are just simply looking at, uh, uh, investment properties overseas because it's a way to diversify. Maybe they have four or five right. or six rental properties in the U.S. and they just say, "Look, I don't want to have all my eggs in one geographic basket, yeah. one you know country. Yeah. Let me you know, get another basket for some of my eggs." Right. So we we see the whole spectrum of people living there full time, using it as a vacation property, uh, uh, using it, you know, buying it strictly as an investment property, and then there's this other group which we can come back to and talk a little bit later, I think, is the plan B, right? The people who are truly looking for a plan B. And, and that's a relatively new demographic in the marketplace. Mm. But but traditionally, to stay on the expatriation, expat, right? Expatriation technically means to give up your citizenship, mm-hmm. right? And and that is way out at the very end of the spectrum, and, and, and I don't remember the exact number, but I'm going to make up a number. I'm close on this. 5,000 people in the United States gave up their citizenship last year. Right. Maybe it's 4,000. Maybe it's 6,000. I don't know. <clears throat> it, the number used to be two, 3,000 a year. It was a very tiny number. It went up a little bit. Maybe wow. it doubled. It sounds big. It doubled. It went from 2,500 to 5,000. Right. It's still like almost an negligible number, right? Right. That's true expatriation. However, the term that gets thrown around a lot for people who move overseas is expat, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of short for expatriation. But in truth, most expats like me, I didn't give up my citizenship. Mm. I I did get a residency in Nicaragua. And and I think that's really important to point out that that getting a legal residency is critically important. And and for a lot of the plan B people, it's 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 ultimately important because look, Americans, US Canadians, we're kind of lulled into this false sense of security. Right. Mm-hmm. We say to ourselves, but I can go down to the airport, I can get on an airplane, I can go to Jamaica. Your wife went to Jamaica or she's in Jamaica right yep. now, right? Yep. So I can go to Jamaica and like I don't need a visa, I don't need anything. I just get on an airplane, and when I get to immigration, they say they stamp your passport. Welcome to Jamaica, right? Right, yeah. and you're there for you know, your passport's good for 30, 60, 90 days. Right. The problem is that this false sense of security, we don't know what we don't know, right? Lulls people into the. You know what? If I, I don't know if I can say, S, if stuff hits the fan, oh, yeah, 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 say all you want, buddy. Go for yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yep. If shit hits the fan, let it fly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. You know, if shit hits the fan, I'm just going to leave. That's actually a true statement. But hard. as an American, you can fly to 100 countries around the world with no visa and you can leave. The problem is you have to come back and you stay. Yeah. Right. Right. Like in 60 days, 90 days, your visa is going to run out mm-hmm. and they're going to kick you out. Right. So that's not a plan B. Right. Oh. It's 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 the right. That's not a plan B. That's a that's a just a, a knee jerk reaction. Well, if I don't like what's going on, I'm going to leave. Yep. 
Yep. Have at it. You know, go to the airport, leave. But in 90 days, your ass is coming back because you can't stay there. <laughs> right. You don't have a residency. Right. And so, right. And so, so one of the things that we do a ton of counseling on uh, with, with folks is how to actually get a residency, a legal residency in a foreign country. And, you know, and a lot of people, many people, Costa Rica, I'll pick on Costa Rica for a minute because, you know, there are 50, 60,000 expats that live in Costa Rica. Hmm. And up and until COVID, very few of them actually had a legal residency hmm. because what they would do is every 90 days, they would drive up to Nicaragua, go spend the weekend in Granada, right? Or go down to Panama and, you know, do some shopping in David at the mall, right? And then ah. when they came back across the border on Sunday night, they got stamped for another 90 days. Right. Wait, so wait, 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 that's a loophole you can use? Yeah. Well, hang now, on. Bud. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because it you're going to loophole. another country, you're stamping your passport you're not, I, I over Nicaragua. Was, I guess, I guess. And you come back, but and you get stamped again for another 90 days. But it's really funny, though, because days. when you travel and you land there, they're like, what's your business? If if yeah. I went to Jamaica or if I went to wherever or uh -huh. Costa Rica, they'd say, "What's your business here? And where are you going to go? And what are you going to do?" Yeah. So like, I guess wink, I'm, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. I'm on vacation. I'm so on holiday. So you could. I've never thought of that. That's amazing. Okay. Is but there? Hang a on. Video but, production but on. industry solid in Costa Rica. <laughs> we, we could take over studio but, down but there. But a live stream. But I haven't game. got to the punchline yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This worked for 30 years in Costa Rica. It worked wow. all over the world. People did this, most countries, right? Many people never got a legal residency. And then all of a sudden, COVID happened mm. and all the airplanes stopped flying mm -hmm. and all the borders shut down. So now right. you're sitting in Costa Rica and your 90 days is up yep. and you can't cross a border. You are now an illegal immigrant in a foreign country. Question, question, question. question. <laughs> Does that make you question or go, man, that was convenient that it got a lot this of kind people. of reset and shook out those yeah. people that were gaming the system to say, well, you know what I mean? What it did. Yeah. And, 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 and what it really did. Look, I, I, I don't know that there, I mean, if, if there was intent to COVID, I don't think it was to bust. No, no, no but it just, it's just—it's wild Rica, how it right? did have that effect it, as well. Of like, but, yeah, but it did. It you know, did. Something and so that for a lot of these didn't people, have an effect. Yeah, right. A lot of these people ended up getting real residencies, and so that—that's mm -hmm. what we saw happen. And and so what we call the informal program, the border runs, right? That's an informal program, right? You go out, you get back in. You go out, you back in. It worked for forever, but the COVID and the shutdowns, the border lockdowns, the airplanes not flying, stuff like that. That really was showed the weakness of the of the informal program, right? People still do it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, look, nobody nobody got thrown in jail in Costa Rica or anywhere else. I mean, most of these countries were right. benevolent. Yeah. They were they were benevolent. Oh, we understand you're stuck here, whatever, right? Right. But 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 you know what? As a plan B, look, if it's just whatever, who cares? It's loose. You know, who cares? But if it's truly your plan B. Do you really want to count on the benevolence of a government bureaucrat? God, right. no. Right. I don't. Right. right? Especially no in a, yeah, an yeah. emerging country or an emerging region where in it's a tough situation too, you know, yep. where yeah. new things are happening. Right. Left Central right. America, yeah. things are a little shaky, you right. know, you're a foreign citizen in Central America. Right. And, and all of a sudden you're an illegal immigrant, right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, no. So anyway, so we, we've done a lot of counseling for the last whatever, you know, 
30, almost 30 years, 29 years on getting, being legal, staying legal, getting the right residencies so that you have the legal right to live in a country. You know, look, we, 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 you know, again, we, 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 we help people own properties in another country. If you can't go stay at your property for more than 30 or 60 or 90 days, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's just a vacation property and you don't yeah. care. But if you ever really want to use it, then you need a legal residency. And mm -hmm. some of them take, some of them take, you know, up to a year to process, right? Yeah, right. So we're big advocates of, Look, just just get in the process, get your legal residency. Now you've got, you know, now you've got a residency card that allows you to live in a foreign country. And as a plan B, that's powerful, right? I mean, yeah. And it's not like they have dual citizenship or anything. Cool. It's just you well, have legal residence. What's the difference between citizen? Okay. Cool. Right. This is my Nicaraguan green card. It's yellow, but you know, right? This this is the equivalent of a green card in the United States. It says hmm. I am allowed to live in Nicaragua for as long as I want. That's cool, man. So you've been accepted yeah. to the to the group. Like, yep. He did it legit. Cool. He yeah. did it the right way. Yeah. He's yeah. not down there hopping borders and shit. <laughs> Which <laughs> you how, how long did you do that for, Mike? Be honest. Did about you do a year. that? Yeah, yeah, about a year. Yeah, dude. Because because, because like I said, the it residency took a while process to get can it. take up to a year. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so you've got to do the border so, run. Dude, right? How you did know? you how did you settle on uh, Nicaragua? What what brought you to Nicaragua? All right. So you you guys are gonna love this. I, I mean, I, I people cannot believe I say this, but I, I don't care. I just I just say what I say. Um so I, I, at the earlier, I hope you heard me say that I moved to Belize with my wife in 1998, and I lived there. We lived there for for six months. It was five and a half months too long. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. I, I, the only thing I can really say, people ask me what, and then we moved to Nicaragua for what we thought would be two, maybe three years to get our Grand Pacifica project. We moved in 2002. We kept our house, the house right behind me here in, in West Virginia, because we thought we were moving for just, you know, whatever, a couple, couple years, right? Anyway, about three years into it, Carol and I went out to dinner. We, we took our two-year-old daughter with us. We'd had another little daughter when we got down there. And so now we have two young daughters. Carol and I go out to dinner one night and we say, you know what? Let's take, we're going to take a piece of paper and we're going to write down all the reasons to stay in Nicaragua and all the reasons to go back to the U.S. Great, great And method. at the end of the evening, we get to the end of the evening. I mean, it was so right. obvious. We just started listing reasons to stay. We ended up staying in Nicaragua for 14 years That's because amazing. we loved it. That's yeah. amazing. And, and, and the only, I mean, you guys were talking, you guys were singing James Brown when I, when I popped in earlier, but uh, so I'm going to use them. <laughs> yes, I heard you. Uh, um, <laughs> I feel good. The listeners would like to hear you too. I feel um, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm going to use a music analogy. Perfect. Belize is Jimmy Buffett music. Oh, nice. Nicaragua okay. is country music. Okay. I'm a country music guy. I'm really gotcha. a classic rock guy. Yeah, but, yeah. But but between between Jimmy Buffett and and country music, I'm definitely a country music. I am not a Jimmy Buffett music person. And I don't know how to describe the difference between the two countries. There are so many people who love Belize, come to Belize, and 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 move there. I mean, you know, I mean, they 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 they, they expat there. They become yeah. residents and they live there for right. for years and decades, well, and they love it. John McAfee right? 
was living down there. That's McAfee. He, yeah. McAfee, sorry. Yeah. He had all the yeah, McAfee, you know, yeah. the that, issues with his neighbor dude. and his neighbor's dog and went on the run. That documentary yeah. on Netflix is wild, dude. He might have more yeah. information on that just living yeah, that, down there. That guy was out there. Let me just yeah. tell you. Yeah. He did a yeah, lot. He's doing a lot of drugs. Uh, I can't remember where partying. we stayed in uh, Belize when we stayed in the jungle at the Airbnb we stayed at. But I just remember driving down the road and we had a rental car. Yeah. That didn't have a speedometer that worked. And That's I just I just thought okay, it's a guy. I wasn't making any assumptions. I figured he he didn't give me a car with a speedometer because it doesn't matter. I'm never gonna need to go that fast. <laughs> but we went down those roads and we're going over the dirt roads with the potholes and the and the big boulders and rocks. Yep. I mean, it's like I saw somebody take a Prius past me. Driving over wow. that, I was in an SUV, and then I just realized, like, oh, they're just so used to it. I mean, yeah. they would drive at 30, 40 miles an hour because you're just floating over it instead of if you're going slow, you kind of uh -huh. hit every pothole. But we went from there to Dangriga and then um, took a boat oh out and yeah, stayed on um, Tobacco Key. Tobacco I, Key, I think yep. I talked talk yep. to you about that. It's a five acre island about 50 minutes by boat ride to get to, yeah, and that was. <laughs> That was one open of the moments. Ocean, baby. Open ocean in a small boat. <laughs> that was one of the moments where after we did it, uh, because we went out in inclement weather, and I mean, I was I was like, okay, this is as close as I am going to be aware that I might pass away. Like, if we go down here, I'm not that strong a swimmer. But uh, mm. it it's just wild to think. I, I think the one guy that ran that place now, he, he lived out there for like 20, 30 years. Belize still wild? Yeah. Is it still a pretty wild place? There, there are some wild places. I mean, certain areas, uh, uh, Dangriga, you know, it's a small town. I mean, you've got places like Tobacco Key that are, you know, really still kind of wild, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're way off the coast on a right. tiny little island. It's, it's very remote. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, it's like Gilligan's Island. I mean, you People know, it, kind oh, of, it, oh, it's, they yeah. march to the tune of their okay. own, to their own tune down there. Yeah. The beat of their own drum, if you will. On that island, though? The people are very independent, um, I hear. Uh, and it's just like, yes. there was a couple there in New York that he was a, uh, like a French chef and uh, his wife or girlfriend was a uh, fantastic uh, cocktail mixing bartender extraordinaire. So we would go down there at night. Because we had dinner included at wherever we stayed. It was usually yeah. fish or something like that. Um, you could go eat there as well. And it was like, I mean, it was like you had a New York style restaurant. You or said like it was upscale. very inexpensive. That part. Yeah. I mean, still comparatively. Yeah. For a drink. I mean, a cocktail is like $12, $13 for a nice martini or something, which, yeah, here in Columbus, you're going to pay that. To, this is, you're on a five acre island where you don't see anything but ocean surrounding yeah. you everywhere. It's just waves yeah. crashing. And you're on that. Um, uh, you're kind on of on the reef. Yeah. yeah, you're on the reef. So yeah. on the yeah. other side yeah. of that, that drops off to extreme deep ocean. Mm -hmm. Like not like right. the beach Miles. goes down; a, it goes down. Yeah. Right. If you go, if you go out a mile, it's a mile deep. It's that wow. kind of a cliff. Right. Right. Unreal. Yeah. So we were out Which there in a the storm diving. that was yeah. coming over the reef into us when we were coming out, and that, that's what I'm saying. It blew the door open one night. The winds were so strong, it just blew the door open on our little hut. It was crazy. Yeah. You could walk end to end in about three and a half minutes, five minutes maybe. I mean, it was incredible. But See? another so, another great experience to keep, you know, right here. Oh, it yeah. was it was worthwhile. Yeah. So in, in Dan Griego, though, you said a 
to go back to your Jimmy Buffett comment, is it Garifuna or Garifuna? Garifuna. Garifuna. Okay. That's kind of like the uh, Rastafarian equivalent in Belize. Yeah. Kind of culturally. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that makes a lot of sense with the Jimmy Buffett kind of vibe of it is very, yeah, very chill. Super chill. So what's what, what do is. you do in Nicaragua? Mucho ganja. What, what is – I know nothing about Nicaragua. I'm going to make assumptions that it has some of the same kind of, you know, ecology and wildlife, and there's a lot to do in that essence. But you say more country music. What what does that mean? Yeah. Well, you know, Nicaragua is the largest country in Central America, and so it's got coastline on the Caribbean and the Pacific. And so if you go to the Caribbean side, in fact, one of our favorite, by the way, I love, I'm in Belize. I have been in Belize literally one week a month for 30 years. Hmm. And I love Belize for the first week, right? Yeah. I like it for the second week. And by the third week, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Right. So it's not that I don't like Belize. I love Belize. It's right. just, I need it in small doses. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, sure. So, so on the Caribbean side of Nicaragua, here's a gem for your listeners. Let me just tell you. Little Corn Island is, it is truly like Tobacco Key. Um, It's a similar experience. You have to fly from Managua out to Big Corn Island. Then you get in this little panga, which is that, you know, I call it, you know, a a bass boat, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Right? So a panga, about eight, 10 miles across open ocean to Little Corn Island, not a car, uh, nothing. I mean, there's there's like eight or 10 resorts, a few little restaurants, and it's kind of like, you know, Gilligan's Island, right? Our family vacationed there almost every year, some years twice a year when we lived in Nicaragua. And, and it was phenomenal. But but if but Little Corn Island Beach and Bungalow, that's where we stayed. I own I'm, it's the only place I would stay on that island, uh, just as a gem for people looking for that way out experience, that strange road experience. Yeah. Like no one else has ever been there yep. that they will ever talk to, right? They're gonna be unique in their circles. Little Corn Island, that is that is the spot. I will remember um, that one for but, sure. But but if you go to the Pacific side, you actually get very similar climate to Southern California. Hmm. Cactus and palm trees. Interesting. Right? It's it's ranching country. Hmm. And so, you know, it, it's still we you still see people oh, Nicaraguan cowboys, cowboys, cowboys I was say, on horseback that's huge driving thing. cattle, you mm-hmm. know, down the road, across the road. Isn't right. That I mean something? It's, it's 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 old it's california old west it might be california 100 years ago kind of feel right and the thing and is is argentina has that same kind of vibe and culture too yes, on that side yes yes it's the argentinian exactly. cowboys and i didn't know nicaragua yep, that's, i learned something totally new that's awesome that nicaragua had that yep. and it's weird cuz it's literally a line that you can draw all the way down where it's that ranching cowboy lifestyle I'm just yeah, amazed culture. to find that the climate is that similar to Southern California, but, but it's it makes just so the much other sense. side yeah. of the equator, or you know, well, that, more yes. near the. Well, you know what? There's a mountain range. What what, yeah. what it really is is there's a mountain range that kind of comes right down the middle of Nicaragua. It yep. runs kind of right down the middle of U.S. Mexico. I mean, Canada. Right. It's the Rockies. The Sierra, right? yeah. Sierra Nevada there. as well. But but all the rain is on the east side, which right. is why you get that tropical kind of Caribbean feel. Right. And all the rain falls out when it hits the mountains. And so by the time you get across the mountains to the western side of of Nicaragua, northern Costa Rica, right, even El Salvador, what you've got is this very dry climate. So it's, yeah. it's fascinating that just 100 miles away, you can actually be in a rainforest, you know, and a, so the other cool. 100 miles, you're in a 
semi-arid tropical forest, a dry deciduous tropical forest. It's a very unique geography that has unique species of plants and animals. And uh, it, it, that it's, sounds yeah, so it's great. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I would lose my mind on just looking at different, I mean, hiking, walking, because here we do, we, we really don't understand, especially here in Columbus, right? I can see a rabbit running down the street or a possum or something. I don't see a deer in the city. I, I don't see uh, I saw two in my backyard the other day. You do, but again, we yeah maybe I will sometime. No, maybe German village, no. But yeah. when we stayed in in Costa Rica, it was you know you come out on your TP platform and oh, there's a poison dart tree frog, like it's just right yep. there. And then yep. we did a night walk down the river oh. in our you know uh, uh-huh. duck boots and uh, water yep. waders, and I saw so many les- lizards and spiders and different yep. version of species of frog. They had something like 400 frog. I was. Just kind of in like my own personal heaven because growing up that was one of my favorite things and biology has yeah. kind of always been a fascination with me. But um, yeah, you really do. You have kind of like this obscene amount yeah. of wildlife. You do. And by the way, you hit on a very important point that I don't think a lot of people do, and that is to take the night tour. Take oh, yeah. the night wildlife tour. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh Life my goodness. changing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We were like, uh, is this going to be, a, I mean, cause it's when we, it's pitch black. I mean, there's no city lights. There's <laughs> yes. no night exposure without that flashlight. And I mean, yep. I don't know what the, what the spider was named, but we saw one at one point. I mean, if you put it, if you put its body, its body would probably be in that circumference, but its legs yeah. would extend out to like, if you had a dinner plate, it could stand <laughs> with its legs around the plate. And it was just, those are terrifying. To see oh, you sent me some photos <laughs> from Belize and Costa Rica. Yeah. And then. Yeah, and then he went back to his teepee and he zipped it real tight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that night too. So one of the first nights we stayed there, that was incredible. Um, you know, you got the mosquito netting coming off over uh, yeah. uh, the top of the bed. And we looked up and we're like, what is that bug? You know, and you see this tiny little, it's probably, if you you could probably put it on a quarter of a nickel, it was that small, a, a little tiny gecko lizard or a little oh, wow. just crawling yeah. up and just beautiful colors. But I mean, minuscule, like this little guy was yeah. just fingertip tiny. It's wild. And that's the thing about it. It can be big, you know, they can have, you know, we saw a big boa go across the path. We saw sloths and monkeys. Yeah. And um, we actually hiked up in the cloud forest um, when yeah. we stayed in Rio Tripo, which was <clears throat> fantastic food. And just, you know, walking in that cloud forest was amazing. Saw maybe a half a dozen people. The whole time, you know, three, four hour right. hike. And, um, and and cloud forest is a whole different thing. People think rainforest, but cloud forest is different. very, very yep. different. Very you literally very are walking deep. in a cloud. Yeah. Like like Japan has cloud forests, some it's parts like of a China. Big fog machine yeah. everywhere around you. Yep. Now, Mike, these are awesome places. And for some of our listeners that might not be able to afford or travel to Belize or Nicaragua, or like, is there anything that you could point us in the direction of like a low budget way to like people are just like they sometimes have like Bub and his wife do these trips on a shoestring budget most of the time. Yeah. Like you guys we, aren't yeah. spending she plans the whole tons thing. of money. Yeah. No, is there some kind of resource where you know somebody like myself even or someone that that uh, wants to you know stay in kind of like a. Uh, an inexpensive way for like five days they could go to Costa Rica. I mean, is that possible sure. uh, with someone that, you know, is on a lighter budget? Yeah. You know, oh, Co- sure. Costa Rica is probably the most expensive country in Central America. Mm. Uh, they, they've 
they, they've earned the right to be expensive, so to speak, right? I mean, they've done a great job with mm-hmm. their tourism programs. You know, English is widely spoken, their educational system. I mean, so they've, they, they've done a great job with really building a wonderful tourism-centric country. But that said, the prices are a little bit higher, um, you know, but but yes, uh, youth hostels are a great great way to, uh, to 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 not spend a lot of money on your lodging, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, shopping at the local grocery store, right? That's another way to do it, right? Shop at the local grocery store. Uh, shop in the outdoor markets, the mercados, mm-hmm. right? The mercados are a great place to shop. Yep. Uh, you're going to pay fruit. more than the locals. You, you're going to get the gringo tax, but it's okay. Yep. <laughs> it'll still be it'll still be a great value. Uh, the, the, the other thing that, that we found, and we used a lot as a family when we lived in Nicaragua, uh, we were doing those border runs for the first year, a couple of times, but then we continued, we would take the Tika bus, which is the Tika is the sort of the slang word for Costa Rica, Nica, Nicaragua, Tika, Costa Rica. Anyway, Hmm. we would take the Tika bus or the Nica bus from Managua down to San Jose. And it's a beautiful big coach bus, air conditioned, comfortable, right? For like 30 bucks, Hmm. right? So we're trying to travel between the countries. You look at the airfare. Oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's 300 bucks, Mm -hmm. right? Well, for 30 bucks, you can get on a bus. Takes about the same amount of time when you factor in the two hours ahead of time and, you know, all the nonsense, right? Right. And so uh, I'm a big fan of the express buses. That's really what they are. They're express buses. They stop maybe once or twice on the trip at a couple big, big locations, right? Um, you know, you can also do the chicken bus. That's sort of the other thing. People like to ride the chicken bus. I was never a fan of it, um, you know, <laughs> but I've ridden them. I mean, it's okay. But more, more of a unique express, experience, though. 30 bucks, I want to get there sooner yeah. and be yeah. where I'm going. If you're like 19, yeah. 20, yeah. you're riding the chicken bus, <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> and, and, then, and then the other thing are those Backpacking little- Backpacking through Nicaragua. Yeah. 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 But the tuk-tuks, right? Tuk-tuks I mean, when you get great. off the bus, grab a tuk-tuk, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're inexpensive. They'll zip you. They can weave around traffic and move a lot quicker a lot of times. So, you know, those are some ways, host, youth hostels, um, a country like Nicaragua is really super inexpensive. I mean, I would say that that Nicaragua and Guatemala are the two least expensive mm. countries in the region. Uh you know, Costa Rica, you know, the most expensive, Panama and Belize, somewhere in the middle. But but Nicaragua, if you look, and Nicaragua's got a bad rap going all the way back to, you know. It does. That's why I was surprised when you said I lived in Nicaragua for 16 years. I'm like, wait, I've heard so many things about all the other Central American It's immediately elevating to the top of my list. learning a lot. Oh, dude, Nicaragua is totally on on my radar. Your dollars will go so far in Nicaragua. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. I love that fact. And if you wanted to pop over to Belize or Guatemala. The other really cool thing you can do in Nicaragua is you can see lava. <laughs> you can what? see lava. One of the volcanoes oh. has a lava lake down at the bottom, Volcan Messiah. And you can what? stand there. And, and this is incredible. Not just watch it bubble, which is in and of itself phenomenal. The thing that blew me away was the roar. It is loud. Wow. All that pressure yeah. coming up. Shut oh up. Oh, my gosh. This That's... auditory experience along with watching it bubble. The earth <laughs> is literally roaring at you. That's the only intense. thing close well, to Well, that, that vibrational power that's yeah. coming out that sound not just yep. the sound that you're hearing but it's probably a whole physical experience too well, it's a rumble yeah it. it's a rumble i mean it's roar it's energy yeah. yeah the only thing i have close yeah. to that in a noise capacity is hiking back in canada on a honeymoon 
and hearing glaciers in these um, canyons oh. cracking and popping. Crack? And you know the sound, right? Like just it sounds uh-huh. like somebody hitting yeah. glass with a hammer, or like and that radiates through it. But you'd hear it kind of like boom and echo, and it was like it sounded kind of like thunder. And you're like, "What the hell was that?" And they're like, "Oh, that's the ice." You're like, uh, okay, let's not hike back there any further. I'm good. I can't believe <laughs> that. Stay they away have, from underneath it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the volcano is there. Yeah. I've watched enough documentaries and being close proximity uh-huh. to those things. What is the sense around it? Is it just a, it's active but not dangerous? Probably or? like Hawaii. It, okay. It, it is. It's a, it's a shield volcano. You're not going to so walk like up Kilauea, on it. Right? Um, so it has a lava lake. Every now and then, I, I like to say it burps, which means it does have sort of a small explosive. And, and while we were living there, it it burped once and it threw rocks the size of, I don't know, as big as you know basketballs and stuff out. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, nobody was hurt. But but yeah, I mean, it's an active volcano. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can drive right up to the top and then there's some great hiking trails. And, and that's, that's also a place to do the night tour because you can do the night volcanic i mean you can see the lava and stuff like that which is even more spectacular oh at night God. but then you can also go in the lava tubes uh where where there are just all kinds of bats and other animals that live in these lava tubes and that's a night tour as well so i do recommend so the nighttime messiah volcano tour yeah so when when well, you say inexpensive super inexpensive I've i was gonna to say thailand and i've been to cambodia it, and that is getting your probably your flight right mike you're getting your flight is probably yeah. gonna be not that you, much Really? Yeah. I, I don't get, know. It's not that I mean, far dude, away. We just booked a trip to Florida and spent like eighteen hundred dollars well, okay. on three plane tickets. With the climate now, Jesus. what's happened? Delta with... is charging thirty dollars a bag, forty dollars for the second. I haven't flown. If you well, got well, I never over, have a bag. I mean, we're talking like five hundred dollars in gear baggage fees that we're going to pay for Delta alone. Huh. After the one way was six hundred. The way home was, was six hundred. Recently, when you yes. Went? Okay, here's one thing: when we travel. It's I have insane, a backpack bro. and I have a carry-on. Well, this I is for have, gigs. No, no, I'm just saying, but w- w- for a flight or something like that, when when traveling, yeah. you're not t- – okay, you can do it in one of two ways. You can bring the kitchen sink or you can realize while you're on that trip 90% of the time. You're going to wear the same stuff. A, you don't know anyone there. You're not there to impress anyone. Right. You're, you're, th- this is the way we always so gonna impress. That's why we say it's, and, and we go on trips. You're never going to see any of those people again. Right. So. Yeah. We yeah. go on trips. Yeah. We don't go on vacations. <laughs> I haven't been on a vacation since I got married. You're not bringing like we a go on trips. bunch it's of dress hard. clothes and it's a suit work. And, you know. Yeah. Well, you're going on a trip. You're not going on vac- vacation. when go you go to a, a resort in the Yucatan yes. and you sit on a beach. My and, wife is on vacation right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I haven't gone on one in a long time. You smoke herb all day and drink all day and. And uh, maybe learn how to sail a catamaran. But I, I want to get down bay. to the price point because I even Costa Rica, yeah. I forget what, you know, A, we didn't eat out that much. Or if we did, we ate at a local, yeah. you know, food stand or something like that. We're like, man, you smell what they're making. That smells great. Let's go eat there. There's a lot of people. There. Yep. That's kind of the common metrics. You see a lot of people. That's probably a good spot to go eat. Yeah. Good exactly. hangout. And, and um, going to the local spots, spots, like in the local spots in Jamaica, when we went to Jamaica, we'd go into Negril and just get this most ridiculous meal. I mean, I had a lobster. I'd never seen a lobster so damn big. <laughs> and it's just this dude that was the, the, the fish boat captain and the chef. Oh, yeah. He's all the same guy. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, 20 bucks and I'll give you all this. And it's like... For both of us, yeah, 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 twenty he's bucks. Yeah, he's gump, bubba, okay, gump, and, yeah. and that's what you're talking about. Is when you get into these areas, people have to realize don't yeah. get caught in those 
like especially like if you go on a cruise or anything like that, well, they're track. gonna bring you to the dock essentially, yeah. and then yep. you're gonna have your Jimmy Buffett restaurant and your tourist yep. trap and all Hard that. Rock Cafe. You got to get out into the local scene, that, and that's people where get people afraid of that. they get freaked out. But as long yeah. as you just carry yourself like you belong, and you look yeah. people in the eye, and you're you're well, not gonna get. Caught up in a flavella, you know, you, you don't want to be in that situation. You have to know what you're doing. You have to have a little couth about traveling. You got to know where you're right. going. The thing is, is you got to like get in, in contact yep. with a local early. Our driver yeah. in Jamaica, we yeah. we booked him one time. <laughs> Tall man, he was the man. He let us know when we could spark up the J on the highway, when all the checkpoints and cars were done. Oh, man. It brought us to, you know, places that we'd never heard of, brought us up to Mayfield Falls. We did a whole, whole barefoot tour through the spring water, mountain spring and waterfall up there. Took us to the local bar to get local food. He knew all the people. Yeah. Hooked us up with the best guy. He became your kind and of tour. It was nothing. It was so cheap to hire him. And then he booked all the tours. And so we were able to get in these back country areas and feel safe because tall man was our guy. Well, you got to think of it. And when I went to the, I tried to go to the bathroom at the um, gas station and get a, and get a Gatorade. He's like, Hey man, what you doing? No, you're not going anywhere. Get your ass in the car basically. Cause he's like, this is where I'm telling you, you're not going to get out of the car. There's a bathroom up here I'm going to take you to. He's looking out for us. Because if I would have walked into that gas station, I probably would have got mugged or something. So you got to find a local person that kind of... Don't be an idiot. Yeah. You get caught up in the the touristy trap when people go... They're everywhere. You know. Um, So, Mike, if you wanted to kind of get into a little bit about some of the laws. We have this slide up. And I just thought it was kind of interesting to go through some of this because... Like I said, you know, would there be ever be a time where I would consider moving out of the United States? Absolutely. Sure. My wife would yeah. tomorrow would move. Hmm. She's crazy. She would totally drop everything and move somewhere right now if we could. You know, if we didn't have the company yeah. and all this happening right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there's just uh, some things I think you know, to educate us a little bit on some of the pitfalls sure. with the process like that. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the slide you had up before that, you know, we don't know what we don't know, right? right. That that's, that, that, that's a pretty, and, and yeah, we don't know what we don't know. Right. And, and so we've, we've produced this consumer resource guide, which your listeners are going to be able to grab a copy of. And I highly recommend it. If you're thinking about owning property overseas, that this is a great resource because to, this, this is one element. We don't know what we don't know. And, and the other one, the other axiom is we also have to forget what we think we know. Yep. Right. These two things are similar. They're different, right? We have to forget what we think we know. These are assumptions. Like we're bringing assumptions with us. Oh, we just assume that this is how it is. Well, if you go to the next slide, right, it's not, right? Because in the United States, we we live in a world of consumer protection laws. We live in a nanny state. We live in a yep. bubble, right? Yes, we it do. It is seller beware. Mm-hmm. The United States is seller beware, right? Lemon laws, extended warranty. I mean, all that kind of stuff. When you go overseas, <laughs> you're moving into buyer beware. Yep. And the problem, mm-hmm. in fact, the next slide is just a list of the consumer advocacy groups and, and laws and regulating a- agencies, right, that, that put Crazy. us in this bubble, right? Crazy. It, and it's like this. And, and, and it works here. I mean, it works in the U.S., right, or Canada and, you know, Australia and Europe because we're in this bubble and it's seller beware. But when we get outside the bubble, 
we do not know how to think in a buyer beware environment. We don't know the right questions to ask. We we just we're we're just kind of we're just kind of you know I hate to call it sheep to the slaughter, but yeah. we're kind of like sheep to the slaughter, right? And look, you know, there aren't very many wolves out there. There aren't really that many bad guys out there, right? So you can be you can most sheep that you know kind of go through this process end up okay on the other side, right? But but most North Americans are fairly easy pickings for the con artists, for the wolves, because we just simply don't know how to act in a buyer beware environment. And so one of the things that we've done and we continue to do is just try to help people begin to change how they think. Just just change how you think, right? And this consumer resource guide and some of the examples, in fact, I think we have an example coming up, right? Uh, yeah, we forget what you think, you know, this is the assumptions, right? Okay, yeah, okay. We would assume that if we buy a property, that there's hot and cold water in the bathrooms, right? We would just make that assumption coming out of North America. Of course, my shower has hot water, right? <laughs> of course, but maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. In fact, many properties that are for sale in Latin America don't have any hot water because you know it's generally hot, it's hot. there. And you take your shower at two o'clock in the afternoon, who cares if the water's room temperature, you're happy to have a kind of a nice shower, right? Yeah, you're gonna but dry you off up, real quick. <laughs> Yeah, right. You'll be fine. But, you know, I mean, 5 a.m. I mean, you know, that cold shower is a whole different you know, yes. experience, right? Yeah, you know. And, and so, what we don't know is that literally, in order to know, because see, what that is, that's a cold water pipe coming out of the wall with a Y splitter. Because if you look on the top of that sink, there are two faucets: one hot, one cold. Mm -hmm. Except they're actually both cold, right? <clears throat> and so, as a North American. Would we really think to get down on our hands and knees and look under no, the sink? Never would have. No, right? We don't know what we don't know, right? And 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 not that there's anything malicious in that, right? There's no malicious intent, but but you know, if you're gonna buy a condo for a couple hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, gosh, I mean, I want to know that it has hot water. So the the consumer resource guide really helps us start to look at things like this, think a little differently, ask yeah. different questions, and and when we do that. We become smarter, better consumers in the world of buyer beware. Yeah. That that's really the the, the 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 emphasis on that, right? Just just get smarter. But yeah. but we have resources to help you get smarter quicker, right? I mean, the other and by the way, those two things we don't know what we don't know, and we have to forget what we think we know. When you take those two I don't know, axioms or or concepts, I think the the single word answer is humility. Both of you guys talked about that a minute ago when you were talking about how to travel, right? You were talking about, you know, finding somebody who can be your guide, right? Yeah. You were talking about understanding the local culture, yep. right? That those those are elements of humility. And, and and when we approach a foreign culture, whether it's for a vacation, a trip, sorry, no vacation, trip. <laughs> uh, I like the I like the distinction, by the way. That's great. Um, you know, whether we're taking a trip, whether we're buying a piece of property, whatever, right? Humility will be the single most valuable tool we have as a consumer. Because if we're humble, we're not going to make assumptions. We're going to ask questions. We're going to ask really stupid questions, except they're not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they're not stupid. Right. Um, and, and we're going to be listening more, talking less. And when we do that, we really can look out for ourselves much better. Uh, and, and so these we have 15 critical questions. They really break down into three principles. Buy what you see, 
right? That's pretty obvious, right? If, if it's there, it's there. If it's promised, maybe it'll be there, maybe it won't, right? Don't pay for it, right? Maybe it'll be there, that's great, but don't pay for it if it's not there. Own community is a tough one because, you know, I think many of us have this idea of what community is. And, and if we ask 100 people to define it, write it down, we'd have 100 different answers, right? But they're all kind of trying to get to the same thing, right? I mean, they're trying to describe something very, you know, soft and, you know, without edges. Right. But, mm -hmm. but we know it when we see it, right. right? We know it when we have it. And, and what's interesting is the marketplace actually objectifies this very subjective thing called community, and it objectifies community in the form of price. Where there is community, the prices of homes are higher to start with, mm -hmm. and they hold value much better in, in downturns, right? Because there's something intangible that people go, yeah, I like it here. This is a nice community, mm -hmm. right? Again, we all define yeah. it a little differently, but th it's that soft something that, that's worth paying more for, yeah. right? So own community. And, and so we, we talk about what that is and, and what has to be there. And then the last one is simply know the developer, right? I mean, in, in the 15 questions, uh, in some of the presentations I give, I have this slide, and it's an actual advertisement from, from a condo developer. And, and he says, the best thing about these, these are two bedroom, two baths, swimming pool, nice, beautiful condo, right? Okay. The best thing about these condos is the, is the condo fee. It's only $350 a year. Now, I don't care what country you're in. There is no way you can maintain seems, a building, pay insurance, yeah. hire security, cut the grass, take care of the pool for 350 bucks a year. It, it just ain't happening, right? That's a red the flag. Is, again, we as consumers would go, well, it must be true because he put it in writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. Right. It's just simply not true, right? Yeah. And so knowing the developer, asking to see copies of financials. I mean, these are, again, the kinds of simple things. When a developer says they're going to build a clubhouse, that's great. I mean, and they maybe describe a building that's going to cost a half a million dollars. Great. No problem. Show me last month's bank statement where you got $500,000 sitting there to build this clubhouse you're going to build, right? Again, in the U.S., we would never ask that question. We might feel uncomfortable, but overseas, we <coughs> have to ask that question because mm -hmm. we are the only people who get to ask it. There's no regulatory body right. forcing that answer, right? So, right. So anyway, you got to be, you got to do a lot of the groundwork yourself. Whereas absolutely. we have systems here in place to protect you to kind of get ahead of yep. some of the pitfalls, and that's why we've been, you know, obviously building those laws. And I, I mean, I think there's too too many yeah. damn laws in the United States, but you know, I, I agree. Some business I, I totally laws agree. are fact, great. You know, a lot of times you can lift regulations, libertarians, which I, I'm more of a kind of a center leaning left libertarian, you could say, but you know, regulations in terms of uh, us as small business, you know, taxation, yep. double taxation uh, as an LLC and just the, the wild amount of laws and rules and, and well, the tax code's going to change this year again. And, Never yeah. and so it's just, do. we're yeah. overwhelmed in laws where as some yep. of these places, and, and there might not be enough laws in some cases. My rule of thumb was always traveling abroad, stuff. especially with, you know, uh, food and stuff like that or where to stay or again like you know 
are there a lot of people at the food stand or are there a lot of people yep. in the restaurant? And the other right. thing is in a place where they don't have as much regulation, the person selling the ice cream and the coconuts, if that's making people sick, if it's not good, if they're using bad ingredients, whatever it is, guess what? Nobody will buy it. It, it fleshes right. itself out, right. you know, so you have yep. to have a good product. And, and for the most part, yeah, it's cut and copy, you know, everybody's doing kind of similar things. So it's not like everybody's reinventing the wheel. It's just, you know, it's not McDonald's everywhere. It's just a bunch of different carts and vendors and, but it's fantastic, but it is yeah, different. The, mar the marketplace will weed out the people who are selling bad food. Bingo. It will. That's it will. why I, I think, you know, in a real true yep. free market economy, if you're selling yep. a better product than the guy down the road, your business is going to do better. Exactly. The problem is, is crony capitalism, exactly. where you have out of Bingo. control overseas, across these bankers yes. that are controlling the hedge funds and controlling the interest in Apple and Google, and you have big tech controlling all of this data data yeah. and using it yeah. against us. And that's where, you know, you start to create these monopolies that you can't break up. But when you have like a true free open economy, that's, that's competition. that yeah. works. Then you don't have these unbelievable, huge CEO salary bonuses that people are getting. Some of these guys are running these companies money. into yeah. the ground. They're not just losing money. They're going bankrupt. And then the dude gets like right. $250 million in a bonus. You know, right. it's yeah. it's crazy. That is it crony is. capitalism, dude. Yeah. People yep. want to say, oh, capitalism doesn't work. And this No. And I, there are faults with capitalism 100%. But what is the there's alternative? Fault with, there's fault with any game that's rigged. And it's just a yeah. rigged game, dude. That, that yeah. I think is the the overarching concept. You could replace Our capitalism government's with communism, taken with over socialism, by with whatever. And if it's a, a perverted offshore banking cartels, and, uh, you know, uh, behind the scenes, you know, dealt with differently. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And that's why we have the issues that we have because usually people get yeah. to be powerful well, and can't. And and it sounds themselves. crazy, but a country like Nicaragua, I find to be freer. Yeah, than than the U.S. I in bet. many ways because it's smaller. Um, be, it, it's smaller. It's less regulated. Less yeah. regulated. You know, there really isn't the kind of crony capitalism, you know, pervasive the way it is in in the larger industrialized countries. And 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 living there, you know, it, it was interesting. I tell one story. You know, my where I had two daughters, right? So raising the daughters and like we would literally go jump off of cliffs at this one uh, canyon, right? Jump into the water and have a great time. Fantastic. So then we were up in the U.S. at this at this amusement park, and uh, my Carol and my wife and I think the younger daughter went off to the bathroom, and so whatever my eight or nine year old daughter climbs up on this rock. I mean, it's only about this high, right by the by the ladies' bathroom, and I'm yeah. standing there. <laughs> and I see a security guard, you know, marching right oh, over. God. I know what's going to happen. He's going to tell her to get off the rock, right? So I go, honey, hop off the rock. And she looks at me, why, daddy? I mean, she's climbed rocks her whole life, right? Kids don't you're get not that allowed, stuff. You're not allowed to climb rocks in America. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> my kids don't understand. Like when COVID happened and you brought them to their playground and there's caution tape around their playground. In every park that we go to, and you see a four-year-old, a four-year, three-year, two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, and five-year-old at that time going, 
this does not compute with my little brain. Why would no. this be shut down because of some virus or whatever's going on? What does the playground, right. my playground, have to do with any of this? They filled it's in like, skate parks with sand and, in and, California. And they took measures oh my to gosh. Oh, yeah, literally yeah. Covered clamp them in. down yeah. liberties more than they ever had somebody before. Got, somebody got arrested, I feel like, Australia or New Zealand for going surfing. Australia was nuts. They like went they around yeah. no one all and they got in. arrested. They weren't around anyone. Yep. Uh, I was going to say the uh, – God, what was it? The weird thing that you just said, you can't climb rocks. Oh, we were in um, uh, Switzerland. We are going canyoning, which is jumping uh -huh. off cliffs and rappelling and yeah. shooting down rapids, and we're going with this group of Australian guys. And I didn't think about it, I didn't think, until I got back to the U.S., and so I said, did, did you find it funny that they didn't care that we didn't sign a waiver that we might get hurt or die or right. we might sue them? All they cared was, That's did a, you pay your fee? Yeah. Did you yeah. pay us? Right. All right, great. You're on, the, you're on the tour. Let's go. Right. Suing people is the, an American thing. Yeah. I went to the doctor the other day and I'm checking in for just, just a checkup, right? And the nurse at the check-in station or the administrator, she says to me, she goes, she goes here's a form. I said, okay, whatever. She says, it's your consent to be treated. I'm like, I'm standing right. here at the doctor's office. Of course I want to be what treated. More and she rolled her eyes and we laughed about it. But like, really? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you said it earlier too. And I, 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 I kind of so basically we're moving operations to Nicaragua. Bubble wrap is, is what we're saying. Here. Everybody in the U.S. is bubble wrapped. <laughs> we are bubble wrapped yeah. from everything. Like. Yep. Yeah, just not exposed to how to deal with the world, how to interact with life. Like it's just everything's and, taken care of for you, or you know, right. And, and the danger. From. Look, the, the danger is that we leave our we leave our bubble wrap and we go someplace new, and we don't really consciously think to ourselves, "Oh, I just shed my bubble wrap." Right. You know, right. Like, like, and that's really what this consumer resource guide does. Yeah. It helps us consciously understand that when we go outside of North America, we are shedding our bubble wrap. And it's not that we shouldn't do it. It's just that we have to do it differently. Right. right? That's all. Well, you're just, just kind of deprogramming yourself too. Well, and becoming yeah. aware, you know, and, and there's so many programs that we have built yeah. up that we're just so used yeah. to. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I was very rebellious. Because the world was trying to program me and I was rebelling against teachers, the principal, my parents, you know, any adult for that matter that looked at me the, the wrong way where I just did disorders. not respect because, you know, the intelligence level of the person I was dealing with, I didn't feel was, you know, above board. So I would tend to take advantage of, of situations and, and push back a ton because yeah. the whole pro you're there the society is trying to get you to think a certain way some people just yeah. are not meant to fit into that box so right. i think about it all the time i'm like is there a freer place to be is there a place where you don't have to you know push back against whether it's uh, these cultural swings to the left and the right and oh. the arguing battling and it's yeah. like yeah. hey you go right. to Nicaragua or something you contribute to your local government you know maybe you you you're part of the community you have a pay, mayor pay your, pay your property taxes yep right yep you go take right. your weekend trips where you go cliff diving into the waters you go on hikes yeah. you go in the jungle you do night walks you go to the volcano 
You eat great <laughs> food from local fresh produce farmers at the Mercados. Did I Absolutely. mention we're a live streaming company? We could run this company from just about anywhere. I'm telling in the world. you, because, I'm telling you because <laughs> I I totally uh-huh. we're going to Nicaragua, Mike. I've never had let's better, go. I've never had better fresh fruit than in Costa Rica either. Hey, actually, yeah. I wanted never to. Had I wanted to ask ripe. you. It's picked. It's picked re- ready to eat off yes. the vine. So, the yeah, guy, right. the guy that ran Rio Chiripa was from Northern California, and he looked just like Tommy Chong. His name was Dave, and he was great. <laughs> and we would sit and have coffee in the mornings because he he just didn't get a lot of conversation because we were the only ones Sit-around. staying there out of ten rooms. So it's him and his okay. wife who's uh, Costa Rican, and um, so my wife would go hit the pool or go you know hike and look for stuff and whatever, and we were sitting there, and um, it's just um, amazing at. at, at you know, that pineapple in the morning, but you know, he said people here freak out when it doesn't rain every day, when it doesn't rain every couple of hours mm-hmm. because they're so used to it. It's like living in a produce section. Everything's lush. Yeah. All the flowers are just oh, beautiful yeah. nonstop. Everything's gorgeous. Yep. And you want the rain. You want to get hit with yes. 10, 10, 15 minutes of rain because it cools Absolutely. you off and then you dry off and you're like, all right, cool. I made the afternoon bearable. I wanted to ask you, Mike, is there still a big giant foothold in American companies like the United Fruit Company? I know there was huge, huge corporations and interests back in the day that had a big foothold in Central America and kind of, yeah. you know, we helped sway governments to kind of get what we wanted and, and cheaper sugar cane, uh, less expensive oh, sure. bananas, you know, the, yep. are there still those big corporations down there? Um, kind of they're, controlling and running shit. Yeah, th- there's some of that. Let me say Honduras is probably the one country that yeah. still has maybe the biggest agro influence, like you know United or Chiquita, whoever. Dole, mm-hmm. I can't remember. They've, they've been merging. I don't remember who's who anymore. But yeah, but that that sort of banana, uh, you know, banana republic sugar kind of stuff, right? Yeah, the, Honduras probably has the biggest legacy of that uh still there mm. uh costa rica still has some nicaragua has some uh but but by and large a lot of those types of of industries ha- have have shifted out of central america for whatever reason i i don't know um and 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 really i think the us has really gotten away from meddling in those politics the end of the end of the cold war really kind of right. ended the, the the need I hate to call it that but the need to meddle as much you know yeah uh, let's it, call it what it was CIA coups to yeah. prop up certain yeah, people right. to make sure the yeah. hey the Soviets are trying to do the same thing right. we are yeah you know whether it's yeah. the San, right. Sandinistas or Ecuador had a big problem with you know communists Russia supporting yeah. and backing them so you said like you said that's all Cold War Cold War stuff so. A lot of those things have have been kind of we're not down there. I know we have a foothold in Venezuela. Like there's some weird stuff going on with the the U.S. and intelligence operations in Nicaragua the last you know five years or so. Um, but Nicaragua's always been just I don't know what it is. Just like we've always, but we're everywhere. Yeah, we're ever we're literally everywhere. Doesn't matter where you could say any country right now. I bet we have a base there. Yeah, Guatemala, we're always... The most obscure, too. Tunisia or something, you know, like, we're everywhere. But why is it, Mike? Why is it we have such an interest in, in Central America, the United States? I mean... I, I think I think because it's close, right? Yeah, it, it, resources. It, it's literally next door, right? Yeah, it's and, right there. You know, and, 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 and again, through the Cold War period, there was, you know, a real... A, a real 
need, I guess. I mean, just to, to, to um, you know, I, I don't know that I would view it that way, but, you know, certainly the, 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 the CIA and others saw the need to block communism every which way they possibly could. Well, it happened in Africa too. Angola mm-hmm. was another example of where there was, you know, sort of a proxy war being fought mm-hmm. between Russia and the United States, Nicaragua, another. So there, there's other places. Um, but, but again, I, I think that, you know, the, 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 the that element of the time frame has passed, right? It, it really, you know, and, and how I view it. So when I go to Nicaragua, you know, I, I'm a guest in that country. Mm-hmm. Right. I view, I'm a guest in all the countries we're in, right? Even right. as a business, as a business, I understand that our business is a guest oh, in that country. See, that's sure. an interesting and, way to you know, think to have if that I came mindset. over to your house and you and your wife got in a big fight, right? I would just simply, I wouldn't join in. Like I would mm-hmm. just go back to my bedroom and turn my TV on and turn right. it up real loud. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, so go outside, when have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. So, so when, grab that when there's internal conflict, <laughs> yeah. I, we just stay out of it. I have, it's not my, it's not, I'm not a citizen of Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a resident of Nicaragua. But you don't you have know? a, you don't have a skin in the game necessarily. No, I, I don't. Man, have, that's what, a what, really a cool citizen. position to be in. That is right. a really kind of a best It's like having dinner situation. at your friend's house. Yeah. You're blowing very, my mind right now, Mike, because very good observation. In fact, <sighs> that's a powerful observation that most people miss. It's wow, actually dude. a wonderful place to be. Really to be a is. Rest of a foreign country right. without any yeah. Hey, right. I care, exactly. but hey, you know, I'm just having a good time. <laughs> be a shoulder <laughs> yeah. to cry on. It's okay, bud. You can be the fun-loving expatriate American. Yeah. You Come just to Nicaragua. Get, what? We're going, hey, bro. We creating go. jobs. Oh, I'm going to Nicaragua. Creating That's jobs, bad. paying taxes, you know, doing a lot of corporate social responsibility. Look, you know, we as a company, we just sort of tee stuff up. But yeah. like mm-hmm. the company is just people, right? We have so many property owners and guests who come down and work with our turtle program, work in our school, work at one of our clinics, right? We we host doctor and dentist group to come down. We, you know, we as a company basically just facilitate a lot of this other stuff. We don't do it. I mean, the again, the company yeah. is just paper, right? So, so we can help bring all kinds of goodness to the communities that we live in. That's so and, cool. And 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 it's it's tremendous. So like when you pay taxes, you create jobs, you stay out of their domestic squabbles or whatever they happen to be, and then you do a ton of really good stuff in the community, right? Right? And you and 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 it's not even just doing the good stuff. It's actually doing the good stuff alongside the people in the community so that you're building the relationships well, with I people was just there. about That's I was about to ask kind of what you should what you should do anyway. But I was going to ask earlier because you never what, know. But you know, that's just what people have always done. But we don't think about yeah. it here. We we take it for granted. I mean, there's people probably down the street from my house that I have no clue who they are. They're struggling right now. I could go down there and help them mow their grass. I don't even know that person. But I'll guarantee you in the 100 houses around my area, there's somebody in need. There's some kind of thing. But we don't have – we're so separated. Like I know some of my neighbors. I know a lot of But it doesn't spread on. I mean we've only been there for like three years in that area. So the pandemic was was tough because that whole time we weren't meeting people. People were just freaked out. Like we were outside all the time. But people just got freaked out. And and literally, we met two families trick-or-treating that we never knew lived there. Oh, how long have you lived here? Ten years. 
Right. You have kids that are our yeah. kids' age. We've never met you. You live but down the street. That's why I love it that point. It blew my mind. So That's why I like that point my, so much about the community. That's exactly. what I want more than anything. Is that's what yeah, I want to know that if my crave. again when my house almost burnt down because I had a, a outdoor candle that sent off a whole Rube Goldberg contraption and tried to burn my house down one summer. My neighbor, <laughs> who I had just met a few days earlier and introduced myself to, yeah, said, "Hey, I, I literally had this conversation. I say, hey, look, this is crazy. We've lived next to each other for three years. We've waved yep. at each other. I see you walking your dog. I love dogs. I, I'll give your dog a pet. Charlie's great. He's the best. He's why I have a dog, by the way. He inspired yeah. me to get one. But, you know, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I'm like, cool, that's great. You know, I feel like we should just at least say hi as neighbors. And I was just like, that's all. You know, I don't want to be... Sometimes people don't even want to do that because they feel like it might open the door to now this person's going to show up at my house all the time or this or that. I get it. Like some people are like, that's cool if you want to just be my neighbor and say hi. So that's all I did. Hi, I'm so-and-so. Literally a week later, maybe this craziness happens where I had a, a bug candle outside on our front porch that somehow. Citronella candle. It, 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 those it, get, those burn hot. Too. It burnt through. It caught the rug on fire. It set the table on fire. It was literally going to start my house on wow. fire in like the next five minutes. My wife and I are getting ready to go to bed. I'm going to go back downstairs and I think uh, watch a movie or something. So I'm just brushing my teeth and somebody starts banging on my door. Like I, the only way I could interpret that bang was like, this is a message that you immediately need to get to the door. Not like a knock. Like yeah. almost breaking all my doors glass. So just, you know, yeah. so I come flying down the stairs. I'm wearing a pair of white closed toed slipper shoes from a, a Jamaica trip. We went on a wedding trip for <laughs> I'm wearing. That's such a Jamaica clothing. I, I have this crazy get up on because I'm just at home. I'm lounging around and I come flying down the stairs. It was like just the scene from the movie. And I can see the glow through the front shades as I'm coming down the steps. So my brain is already. Somebody's yeah. banging on the door. I see orange. What the hell's happening? And I open the door, and there's this girl who I just introduced myself hey, to a couple your days house is ago. Burning down, bud. She came over. Uh, she came home to let her dog out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. While he was going to the bathroom, she doesn't have her glasses on, so she can barely see this. But she sees this glow building, yeah. and she's like, "What's happening on Justin's front porch?" And so yeah. as she comes over, she came home from from the bar just to let him out. She could have stayed out the rest of the night. Oh my god. Yeah. I had that fire out with it in about 30 seconds. I think I had it done. But again, you know, in those situations, yeah. if she doesn't know me, she might right. go, man, I don't know them. I, I don't owe them anything. And maybe right. she didn't think that that way. But we've become pretty good friends at this point now yeah. as neighbors. And yeah. well, the thing is, right. is like if you start over in somewhere like Nicaragua, you're probably a little bit more forced to oh, have get that to work community at, to getting involved yes. with start. like boom, you know, you got to make. Your, I'm going to know you immediately. Yeah, I do that everywhere. Though yep. I can't help it. I like we grew. Mike and I are from the same small town uh, community, uh, along with Kyle as well. And back there, everyone knows everyone. You can go almost Absolutely. anywhere, and someone will. Rec I've been recognized in Columbus just by the shape of my nose. I had somebody go, you're a Ranley. I went, oh, how the yeah, hell do you know Randley. that? He goes, you're a Ranley, aren't you? And I went, how do you know that? And he goes, you are one, aren't you? And I went, yeah, I'm a Ranley, but how do you know that? And he goes, your nose. And I went, what? And I was like, that's yeah. actually how you would identify a Ranley. So that's a yeah. good. But that's Crazy what I'm saying. Stuff. So when we but talk community. about that, yes, we, we know what that's like in a yeah. weird sense, in a very uh, microcosm sense that I've never seen replicated anywhere else on a fairly broad scale. Um, yeah. but you know, going somewhere else, even moving into the city, 
I'm still going to carve out a little bit of that space knowing people. I'm still going to introduce myself to the neighbors right next to me or whoever I shoveled the snow for in the winter when they're coming in. Oh, thank you. I'm like, well, I know you're 85. I'll get your snow. You know, I don't want to see you slip and fall. My wife and I, my wife is still a nurse and I was a nurse. So um, just little stuff like that. But I'm also kind of indelled with uh, speaking. So I, I talk to everyone. I don't. If I'm going to have a conversation, like, oh, who are you? Where do you live? What's going on? You know, I can't help it. That's a good, that's a good quality, by the way. I like to think it is. It, it, it leads me to conversation. And that's what yeah. you were saying, you know, everywhere's magical. Show, well, he said it too earlier. Everywhere's magical. <laughs> but I've even heard other people that when I can tell they have the same aspect, they realize everybody's interest. Everybody is literally interesting. Just sit down and talk to them long enough. You'll you'll find out whatever genre or vein that's in, whether it's in, you know, expatriate right. living or whatever it is. I spend a lot of time at, at events, right? I, I, I do a lot of conferences and other, you know, live events, although COVID, you know, kind of cut it back some. But but you know, about 40 a year on average, right? Yeah. Some some kind of live event. Wow. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed is, you know, in terms of conversation, I just simply find out what somebody's interested in and what they're knowledgeable mm-hmm. about, and then just let them educate me, uh-huh. right? With that knowledge, I, I, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to me what, what you can learn if you just simply ask people, you know, about what they're interested in, what they're excited about, right? you know, and, and right. It's, yeah. it's like well, turning on a I'm faucet. glad we got Mike talking yeah. about Nicaragua, sir, because I've never, I learned so much. That's what I'm saying. I'm excited I mean, now, about the Now, I still want to go to Costa Rica. I still want to go to Costa Rica and Same. visit Lovia. But like Mike was saying, taking these buses, and I know yeah. Disbro, our audio guy, was just chomping at the bit during that money-saving uh, so section hang on. that so our me, audio me, guy Mike loves to, to save hack. money. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Spirit Airlines. Yeah. Okay. Spirit Airlines flies to Nicaragua and those fares are usually sub 250. Okay. Why don't we yeah. just go like just soon? There you go. <laughs> I'll go. Let's go for a week. I'll go work there. I can. All I need is the yeah. internet. And and Mike, uh, renting properties. So you guys rent properties. You uh, you sell properties. Uh, you do. know, is there an yep. opportunity for us to rent a property? Perhaps. It's like I said. Absolutely. We'd love to get some homes. folks go shoot some stuff. We can, you know, bring the family. Like yep. I'm always looking for ways to take the strange road and just like, hey, let's go do this. And just get away for a little bit. Yeah, like a little you know? migration yeah. for a couple. Yeah, weeks. we could shoot episodes, bring a little bit of light gear, some lavs, you know, get uh, yeah. take a tour of a, you know, you name it. Well, volcano, get some night t- tour. volcano tour. Not yeah. only that, he he's lived there for Learn fourteen years. He might know people that would want to come on and do interviews while we're there. We could just set up a little studio. Hey, I, I'm my wheels are turning. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, homes. Yeah, I mean, look, we got beautiful homes you can rent. They're condos. Uh, your family can learn. I mean, put them in surf lessons, horseback ride on the beach. I mean, you just yeah, come down and 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 really have an have an incredible adventure. And then and then you know, day trip out to the volcanoes and other things. So yeah, we can we can certainly make that happen. Uh, and and from a price, you know, you, the, the 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 other thing was if you're going to Costa Rica and you want to come up to Nicaragua, I heard you say it. I want to reinforce it. Take the bus. Yeah. yeah. Go to Costa Rica and take the bus to Nicaragua yeah. for 30 
35 bucks. That's yeah, amazing. That is a winner. That's I, amazing. Yeah. I have a question. I want to know. And my wife would be all about that. She She's half Indian. Yeah. She loves to save money yeah. as well. Um, all right. Maybe not as much as Matt or Audio Guy, but she's right there. What's your What's your favorite I'm all about dish in Nicaragua? Hats. What's your favorite food when you're there? You know, Naka tamale. What is that? Oh my god, Naka it tamale. Is a, it's a breakfast. They only serve it on really Sundays, but sometimes you can get it on Saturdays. It's a. I don't even know how to. It's so imagine a a, a banana leaf, and inside the banana leaf they put rice, cornmeal a piece of potato, a tomato, a giant piece of pork, a hot pepper, you had and me a at tomato. and some onions, and they wrap it up with put some special <laughs> sauce, and then they boil it for 18 hours. Like a tamale. And fat from the pork. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, oh. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. We, yeah. Oh, my God. So, okay, when we were in Panama, oh, my gosh, I can't remember where we were. It's back near more in the mountains. Uh, my wife would Boca Chica, Boca Chica, oh. Panama. Yeah, yeah. I ate a meal at a restaurant that was something similar to that. It came out okay. in a huge banana leaf, and they laid it out, and it was like you know, there's the the, the stake through the middle of the little pin. You yeah. pull out the pick, and it opened up, and it was like that. I I don't think it was 18 hours though, unless they made them and had them. You, I don't know, you know if they make them and lay they, them and wait or they do. They they boil them and and basically what they do is they start at the night before. You mm. you if you get there early, you're probably getting one that's been boiled for you know 12, 14 hours. If you come around lunchtime, you got the 18 hour boil, right? Okay. But they're just pulling them out of a pot of boiling water. Oh my gosh. And over that slow kind of yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. And that's it, that is when people what's your favorite part about this place? That the food. It's always my favorite. Oh yeah. One, the I mean, experience clearly. of flavors and the different flavor combinations <laughs> or spices or even just fruits that you don't have available to you. Like that in Thailand was just, what the hell is that? I've never seen that. Yeah, mango, mango steams. Did you yep. have mango steams? Yep. Yeah, right? Yep. What a crazy fruit. And I don't know anywhere else you can get them than Southeast Asia, right? Yep. Phenomenal. Yep. Hey, the other thing, the other thing that's great about Nicaragua, two other things, rum and cigars. Oh, Okay. They have world-class rum called Florida Cano, award-winning rum that that is absolutely the, some of the best in the world. That's and great. they have a rum factory tour you can go to it. That's a lot of fun. And then the cigars coming out of Nicaragua are, yeah. are Cuban seed. I heard uh, about this. Is is the most famous of the Nicaraguan cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, but and if you like cigars. You like rum. Those two things in Nicaragua just add sort of the – smoking is not quite culinary, but you know what I'm saying. Right. I mean, yeah. Right. No, no. It's no, a total – I mean uh, Bert Kreischer and those guys are big cigar smokers. They're all about those Nicaraguan cigars. Well, Apparently they're go. the best. So I'm, I'm sitting and here And they're big – like a, Bobby uh, Kelly, he's uh, a big cigar aficionado. I'm, gonna, I'm having a sidebar in my head the whole time of thinking about, man, I we're going to move at some point. It, my wife, I'm not sure when. It will happen at some point. <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You know, I'm, slinging American American uh, songs on the uh, why guitar. Don't you, yeah, that was my. That was what was gonna happen Make before Nicaraguan I met my wife. Folk music. I was gonna move there. to Amsterdam for a while and just be a bartender and well, play there's, music. There's no music live music venue at all in Amsterdam. There's one in that whole area. That's where I was gonna there's, go. It's all street music and street people. Well, it's not a whole lot. Maybe of, I can do it in venues. Nicaragua. Nicaragua would be the spot. On there and make well, a. We, by the way, at, at Grand Pacifica, we have a whole group of folks that get together at least weekly, sometimes more often, 
and just have a jam session. So so you play as well. I, I do not. Okay. I do not. But uh, but we've got bass guitar. We've got keyboard players. Nice. So they just get together kind of ad hoc when they feel like it, and they just have a jam session. That's so, awesome. Yeah, there's there, – there's, it, you know, Grand Pacific is actually a really cool little community. And nice. and the thing about the thing that I love about expat communities is the the the, the thread that kind of runs through almost all of the folks is a spirit of adventure. Oh, for sure. You know? And 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 so I'm guessing just based on the title and, and some of the topics you guys have had on your on your uh, podcast, that most <laughs> of the people listening to this probably have a sense of adventure, a yes. spirit of adventure, yes. and 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 would find an expat community a very warm, welcoming place. Because you know what, people. I, I the other thing I found is people are a lot less judgmental in 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 an expat community because it, because of that spirit of adventure. Right. You know, different people exhibit their adventure different ways, right? But it's still adventurous. And so the the judgment or the, the lack of judgment uh is is really refreshing. Um and, and I've heard other people say that too, that they love being in these types of places because they can truly be who they are without fear of other people, you know, being judgmental. Sure. Um, imagine I can imagine. I mean think wonderful. of what it takes. Well it's liberating. Think of what it takes to yes. get to those communities, to get to moving to Nicaragua. It how takes much, a lot. Yes. How many Not everybody walls? does it, so you're going to have similarities because it takes yes. those same qualities and characteristics to get there. And people have a bunch of walls built up, and they can. I can just imagine, like, yeah. I'm sure it takes a while for people to kind of slowly let their, you know, to really be themselves. You yeah. know, yeah. you should want to live in a place where you can be yourself. You don't have to yep. your next door neighbor try to, you know, work around a political issue or skirt around this or, you right. know, want to be able to be direct. Uh, and just and, clear and your just mind you so that daily when you're living, you are. you're not focusing on all this meaningless crap. Yeah, like the rat daily. race. So I'm, the rat race. Bro. I don't want that clogging up my vision. I don't want it clogging up my mental space. I want to be able to just be like, "Hey, I want to wake up today, do a good job at work, be a productive member of my I mean, community." Your job, you could work. From that's what I'm saying. But that's the goal every day. Is like, wake up. Do, you know, hey, I'm glad I'm here. I get another day. You never know when you do. Right? Could be tomorrow. Yeah. Who knows? So cool. I get right. to play today. And beyond that, like, I'll try to do my best at it. And again, like, even in my community, I I didn't know anybody. Before before I moved there, but like, okay. It just takes time. You, you just got to have the courage. Here and there. Yeah, you know. You just got to have Tell the adventurous. Tell they left their headlights on, little stuff. Adventurous spirit to go try something new. And I definitely hey, have that if spirit. it's not working for you, and what we learned today is like, hey, it's affordable if you, like with Mike. And, right. And they oh, have. you can do it. They've yeah. done the legwork and the groundwork and have all the cheat codes and the hacks of living in places like you know Here's Central the cheat America. Code. We as Strange Road get a place that you go to one one two months a year. Bro, that's Kyle goes I'm down telling too. you right now, that's my wheels too. are turning <laughs> legit. Cause we're always looking for things to invest like it's not a bad know, idea. And and honestly again, it's just like the amount of taxes that our company pays are we personally pay. It's like, you know, you gotta start putting Money Shield into yourself something. from that liability of tax, yeah. and what better way in properties and and things like that? And not only that, you can do the same thing, which I think is his other kind of like thread that comes off of it. It's not just about the property. Run little retreats. It's also about what what kind of uh, ecosystem you're building around that, right? 
the community. You know, yes, absolutely. I thought that was so important, and I wanted to ask that earlier. You know, I, I obviously, if I want to go live somewhere, but I want to know that I'm coming into whatever community because when we travel, like Mike said, we travel pretty local. We stay pretty rugged when we stayed in the teepees. It wasn't because. You know, we thought that was going to be glorious and, you know, you weren't staying in a five star resort. Dude, the sugar was moving one morning because there were so many ants in the sugar bowl. The sugar was <laughs> Isn't that moving. exciting. Like yeah. Ant-Man. And then and then the bees are coming in <laughs> while you're eating. So you're walking around on this platform deck and there might be a boa constrictor up in the ceiling because, you know, yeah. that the what you thought was bird poop the night before wasn't. The and again, like, that's boa. not for everybody. But to me, no. Yeah. But again. What I'm saying is we like to go – when I say I went to Costa Rica, I went to Costa Rica. I didn't go to some resort in Costa Rica where I didn't get off the resort at all. All I did was go to all of normal Costa Rica. Like we didn't stay in any resort of any sort. Like I'm pretty sure the last place we stayed at I was getting electrocuted slightly by the shower head because it had – The Widowmaker. Yeah, yeah. It hit my head yeah. because I was too tall. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. First I was like, why do I feel like I'm vibrating? And I was like, oh. Because you're getting electrocuted. My wife was like, no, the water's not electrocuting you. I'm like, you're five foot two. You have no idea what I'm dealing with up here. I got shocked a little bit. But that's what I'm saying. But there's iguanas hanging off the rooftops everywhere. Yeah. There's just tails hanging over. That'd be cool with that. But, you know, that gives you a sense of where you're at. And the same with when I went travel nursing. When I was in California for months and months, almost a year the first time, that's a much different um, perspective than going there through the lens of a week-long vacation to San Francisco. Uh, you know, yeah. by the end of that, right. anybody that came to visit me, I felt like I was really from California. I'd go, okay, we're going to San Francisco. If you want to go to Fisherman's Wharf, I will see you in two hours and I will be at the bar down the street because I'm not going yep. to the, the tourist trap again. I've been there. You know, yep. you, you've been through it. So you do kind of have that sense of what the area feels like a little bit better. And um, I feel like that's why I do have such a stronger sense for certain places of why I like them more. Like, again, like um, Belize, I enjoyed it. Panama, enjoyed it. Costa Rica, hands down, was still uh, right. one of my we favorite. we got to get Nicaragua, Nicaragua on the agenda. Nicaragua's happening. Nicaragua sounds so uh, analogous to Costa Rica and just, you know, has a yeah. lot of the similar – um, traits and characteristics, but I'm really interested in the in the desert cactus land. We had gone to Joshua yeah. Tree a couple of years ago and stayed Love back in the canyons. The high desert, dude. It's so oh yeah, great. northern New Mexico, Arizona, yep. Joshua Flagstaff. Ha oh, yep, beauty. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Mike, we have this slide up, and you have uh, yep. this uh, resources for our listeners, uh, and also, Absolutely. guys, we're gonna have all of our copy, the description, in the Spotify, Apple, all the podcast platforms. We're gonna have all the links of Mike's website, uh, where you can reach out to Mike, um, the Instagram, Absolutely. the Twitter, all their social medias is in the uh, description. On YouTube and on all the podcast platforms. Yeah. And then so also, we're going to add this link here that's up now. Uh, we'll make this a link as well. Um, but it's strangeroads at ecidevelopment.com. And Mike, if you could just uh, let us know a little bit about this. And if I left anything out, where we can find you, where we can get more information. Yeah. Um, this has been yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, it has been amazing. It's, yeah, I, I, I love these conversations because I have no idea where we're going when we start, but, <laughs> yeah, but they always turn out to be a lot it of was fun. So and, much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, th this is the consumer resource guide. This is the 15 questions that people should ask when they buy property overseas. 
There are, I don't know, six or eight articles that I've written about different topics uh, having to do with residencies and 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 legality titles, uh, just different things that that are relevant to to owning property overseas or 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 beginning the search for a property overseas. It's not even it's not even the end point, right? It's how right. do you even wade into it? Uh, this is our consumer resource guide. Yes, yeah, strange roads at ecidevelopment.com. Send us an email. We'll send you the consumer resource guide. Uh, you know, and 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 we don't bug you if you if that's all you want. Great. If you want some country handbooks, we produce handbooks about the various countries. These are all free resources, right? We cool. we believe that an educated consumer is the best thing in the marketplace. Yep. And so we provide Belize handbook, Panama, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Ecuador, just cool. a, a bunch of different uh, resources. So those are available, and uh, uh, but we just love to hear from folks or. Thinking about owning a property overseas, you know, it's, absolutely. It's, you know, it, it's it's it. I hate to say it's my tribe. It's our tribe, right? It's our tribe. It's the tribe of people who are looking for property overseas, who have that spirit of adventure and are looking to take it, you know, a little bit global. And and for me, having done this now for you know twenty nine, almost thirty years, like th this is th you all, whoever respond to this, right? You are part of part of our tribe, and and uh, and and getting to know you is a wonderful thing. So uh, reach out; we'd love to hear from you, and 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 provide some resources if if this is a path you want to take a look at. Awesome! awesome. I'm and, so stoked. And that's ecidevelopment.com and yep. Instagram. You guys have ECI Travel and ECI Communities, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, yep. and, and that's at ECI Communities at ECI Travel. Um, and then check out ECI development on Twitter. Um, Absolutely. You know, definitely. And again, the shortcut, all the links are in the description. Mike, is there one last thing you would like to tell our audience? Um, something that we may have missed. Um, the floor is yours. You know, really, I would just say, you know, if you're thinking about it, take the trip, buy the plane tickets, come visit. Uh, you know, not, nothing happens until you say yes. And I think that's a pretty, pretty powerful, you know, way to, 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 to live the life you hope you will live, right? Just by saying yes. And, and so buying plane tickets, I, I, I counsel people all the time. Like if you're thinking about doing something, you know, buy the plane tickets for October 14th, right? Just mm. go online right now and buy your plane tickets for October 14th. October and between 14th. now and October 14th or whatever day you pick, Six months from now, you will figure out the rest of it. Right. Because on October 14th, you're going to the airport and getting on an airplane. Right. And so I'm a big fan of just taking that one little simple step of buying that plane ticket. Right. Some far out in the future. Right. Three months, six months. And then the rest will happen. And and so, yeah, uh, it, it's a wonderful adventure. I, I've got to say, I love my life. I couldn't imagine living it any different than I have uh, or any different than, than I will. Uh, you know, and, and, and I will pause and just say the last, last thought, you know, I think today for me, and I hope for you guys too, was the best day of your life because every day is the best day of my life. And, uh, I agree. and, and that's a great, great way to, to live. So, yeah, I totally agree. That's beautiful. I completely agree. It is. It's true. You wake up, you get a play. It's you're you're here again. It's yeah. absolutely the yeah. best day ever. That's right. I'm very fortunate in my life, but 
living in Nicaragua or even visiting Nicaragua would be make it that much better. Oh, hey, well, <laughs> that's happening. That's what I, we got to do. We I just got to buy your tickets. Plane ticket. We got to buy tickets <laughs> yep. six months out. Let's do it. Absolutely. And Mike, we had such a blast talking to you. This was Fantastic. awesome. Thank you so much. Um, and, and don't go anywhere, Mike. We're going to close the show down. We're yep. going to do a little bit of an outro. We'll come back and chat with you and say a proper right. goodbye with our guest, Mike Cobb, everybody. Mike, thank you so, so, so much, Appreciate man. You. Thank that you guys. Lots awesome. of fun. Such a rad conversation. Um, I mean, that was awesome. Very, very, very cool. I can't tell Um, you how hungry I am, though, right now. For food or travel? Food. Both. 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 But just when you travel somewhere and just that last meal he was telling me about, I mean, it it jump started that memory because it was raining like crazy in Boca Chica and we were. Tired from hiking, we're trying to find a restaurant. It's Italian. This well, and we that's found when a, you find the best. Food well, we food. found an authentic, just local cuisine. Yeah, that's the that's and that, it. That, that that banana leaf came out, and my my wife, she could probably tell you when they opened it, my Shocked. eyes were just like. So there's actually a term for when you eat something so delicious that it like it hits. It's called orgasm. Mm, makes sense. Like nom. Yeah. That's a real term. So, like, I'll eat food, and she'll look at me, and people are like, is he okay? His face looks like, like it hurts. I'm like, God, um, it's delicious. Do you believe that? God-like. Higher vibration. Mommy. Yeah. It, 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 it's not just food at that level. It's No, like, it's spiritual. Yes. Om Nam Ma. That's yes. those those Sanskrit chants. Yes. Nam Ram. All of those invoke. That is what happens. Yeah. It's it's a it's a spiritual journey through And when you're on a trip like that, trip. that food helps – um, you know, in, in the sensation of, you know, like, of your, your sense of smell is too. your strongest memory mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. You can smell something like once or twice, I don't know how many times, and you smell it again 30 years later, you're gonna be like, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, you can categorize and remember those so quickly, but all of those senses being put to full use while you're on your trip, too. And, like, again, that's why I say, like, tasting the different Traveling's flavors. Traveling's so good for the soul. And part of that is totally. the food, the culture, the people. Um, you know, and, and that's why I really wanted to talk to Mike about traveling on a budget because I think a lot of people, and you know, probably a lot of our listeners, that's and, how and we all that travel, will though. be our listeners that haven't found our show yet, yeah, and, and might find don't get discouraged with traveling. It doesn't have and to cost an younger, arm and a leg, it just, does not have like to Mike cost said, buy the plane ticket, right. book the trip, go do it, go explore. You will learn, but research so it. much. Take your time. About yourself and who you are yeah. from traveling. And like our friend Roa, who d- does all our artwork, we talk about him all the time. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be on the show coming up hopefully soon. He took a His giant uh, tour through Mexico. Yeah. All the pyramids, uh, Oaxaca, all these different little towns and cities. And he did it. Studied art and drew and painted the whole time he was there by himself. Crushed walked it. barefoot all across Mexico. He'd never been out of the country in his life. Yeah. And did it, and he's a whole different person. We're going off a little bit off track. Let's end this show. This was such a good show. Uh, super stoked. And you guys know where to find us at The Strange Road, Thank all the guys. social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Thank you to all those folks. Um, rock. We have some new things coming at you. We're trying to get the hoodies, T-shirts, sweatshirts, um, the hats. Bring on the gear. Uh, it's 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 in, all in process. Thank you guys so much for listening. We You're appreciate awesome. the hell out of you. Uh, Matt and Kyle. We're out. Oh, yes. Thank you to Matt and Kyle. You guys rock. Uh, St- Matt and Kyle. Stoner and Disboro. Uh, Matt and Kyle. Okay. I was just trying to sneak it in there quick because I thought you were going to hit the, the cut button. And uh, again, what a wonderful episode. 
Thank you to everybody. We are signing off. Good night. Peace.